Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. I greet you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to thank God so much for his faithfulness, for his goodness. It's such an honor uh, to be alive today and especially sharing the word of God with you. Um, I want to thank God so much for his faithfulness, having led us through the past the past month and also the past six months. I believe that none of you has ever experienced uh, what has been experienced in these past six months, especially from, from um, March. But of course, in other countries, uh, this whole situation began way back um, in December, but more so January and February. Um, <clears throat> if you know of your friends who have not yet settled down, who have not yet tuned in, please welcome them, ask them to come wherever they are. Let them tune in right now, send the link to your friends, I know there are different people who are, are listening from different places, um, including uh, nations, uh, brethren from Kenya. We greet you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, I want to thank um, the media team especially for all that you're doing. May God bless you so much. Uh, for your sacrifice and your labor in making sure that we have um, the ministry ongoing besides being able to 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 meet physically uh, the pastors wherever you are I greet you in Jesus name um, the different leaders, wherever you are, I greet you in Jesus' name. The, the tribe leaders, I greet you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, every tribe member, wherever you are, I greet you in Jesus' name. The discipleship tribe groups. And I want to also send greetings to the youth. Um, wherever you are, and I want to thank the youth for the programs that they always have, especially on Mondays and on on Saturday. May God, may God richly, richly bless you. Um, we are hearing testimonies from a number of youths uh, how they are being impacted by the programs that take place on Mondays and on and on Saturdays. To the children, uh, may God bless you too, and I greet you, all the children, wherever you are. I greet you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to thank you so much for, for standing and for going, being strong in every situation um, that you encounter, especially <clears throat> those of you who are... Uh, non-studying. I know many are non-studying. Of course, schools have been closed, but I trust that God is with you. I encourage you to put all your focus on Jesus and also be able to, to, re to read your books, uh, be able to study, be able to, to make your own research uh, where possible. And to the parents and May, may God's grace increase upon you um, in this season as you disciple the children, as you mentor the children, as you father and mother the children, as you educate the children. I know many parents have become teachers, um, and uh, may God bless you. 
I want to say that God's grace is is sufficient. Hallelujah. Our brethren in the different uh, places once again. Um, I greet you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Today we are going to be sharing the word of God and uh, I want to also recognize all the pastors and all the leaders that have been sharing, especially on Wednesdays and on Fridays. May God bless you. May God increase you. Um, I pray that many of you that have not been taking uh, these special moments that at times we have, uh, having service online, having service um, on radio, online radio, and other avenues, I pray that God will give you the grace and be able, be able to, to focus, concentrate, so that you can feed your spirit, you can feed your soul. Amen. And also being able to feed your body because your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. I know uh, many people within this season, they really prepare themselves, they really take the, the time for service seriously, much as they may not be in a physical building, congregating with others, but wherever they are, I know of so many people that wake up so early, on Sundays especially, and then prepare themselves, dress up nicely, and just sit in their living rooms ready to have church with God, to have church with the Holy Spirit. May God bless you in the name of Jesus. Uh, some of you who are not well, who are not feeling well, I pray that the healing power of God will reach you wherever you are. The Bible says that God sent his word and it healed us. I pray that God will send healing to you in the name of Jesus. I pray that there will be fresh strength in your bodies, in your lives, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the name of the living God. Praise the Lord. I want us to get into a moment of prayer. In the name of Jesus, if you can just get yourself ready, let's commit this time in the hands of God. Let's commit our hearts to God. Let's make ourselves ready in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise. Father, we honor you. We thank you, dear God, for who you are. We thank you, Father. You are the Lord our God. You are the Lord our strength. You are the Lord our everything. Dear God, in the name of Jesus, we come before you, Father. In the name of Jesus, we come with boldness, my Father, knowing that we are your children. You are our God. You are our Father. You are our everything. Spirit of the living God, we know that you are available. We know that you are here. But we also say welcome, welcome. We recognize your presence. We recognize, my Lord, your availability in the name of Jesus. My Father, we choose to surrender to you. We choose, oh God, to yield our hearts to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We choose, my Father, to declare you are the Lord our God. You are the Lord our strength. You are the Lord our everything. You are the Lord our maker. Father, we love you you. Father, we recognize you. Father, in the name of Jesus, you are worthy. You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be glorified. You are worthy, King of glory, to be worshipped, O oh, Father. We worship you. We praise you, Jehovah. We praise you, Jesus. We glorify your name, King of glory, my God. Ma ya rabo si ke ye rebo 
Sete, Mantelele Bonsim Breta Baba Yamde, Rekozo Baba Yamde, Creator of the Heaven and the Earth, my God, Manko Broshi Kayarabose Baba Yamde, Rekozo Baba Yamde Rebosete, my Father, we come before you, O God, we approach your throne room, my Father, with boldness, my God, we approach your throne room that we may obtain mercy and find grace, my Father, and in the time of need, my Lord, Father, we are hungry for you. We are hungry for your word, my Father. We are hungry for your presence, O God. We are rabo shikayarabo zemderebozete rekozokobreyamderebozete my Lord and my God, my Lord and my God, lebozete Father of Glabo Shambalabo Yamde, Lord Ababa Zetere Bozete, I offer you my mind, I offer you my body, I offer you my soul, I offer you my spirit, I offer you Derebo Shikayere Bozete. Father, come and reign, Father, come and have your way in the name of Jesus. So, Lord Abozete, Rebozekayere Bozete, may I get lost in you, my Father, for the Bible tells me that in you we move, in you we live, in you we have a being in you, my Father, in you, Jesus, Reboshe Kayalabozete, oh my Lord, Reboshe Kayerebozete, worthy is the Lamb, worthy is the Lord, worthy are you, Lord, worthy, you are worthy, you are worthy, you are worthy, oh God, you are worthy, King of glory. You are worthy, King of mercy, O God. Makaya rabozete rebozete le baba yamde. Rekozoko baba yamde rebozete. Baba rebozete le bozete. Baba tunakuskuru sana raboshemde reboshike. Roho mutakatifu reboshimbretaya. Lekombre yamde rebozete le boyamde. Oh, reboshike ye reboshende sena. Leboshi yamde reboshi alalala boyamde. Reboshike ye lebo. Abafua, Rebo Shandalaboshi Kaye Reboshim de Leboyamde, Reko Zotoba Bayamde, Reboshi Kayalaba Bayamde, Shua Reboshi Lalabo, Shua Laboshem de Lebo, Shilaboem de Lalabo, Shua Reboshi Babayamde, Roboshe Kaye Rebosite Laboyamde. Makaya Rabozeke Yerebozete, Ribozembala Baba Yamde Lebozete Leboyamde, Shua Rebo Baba Yelabo Shindelaboyamde, Oh Father of Glory, Master Rebo Shimbre Kayarabozete, we welcome you, King of Glory, we welcome you, King of Mercy, we Walabo Sheke Yeleboshinte, we are your offspring, O God, we are Rabo Sheke Yerebozete, Makaya Oh, Spirit of the Living God. Oh, Lord, I worship you. I worship you, Lord. I praise you, Jehovah God. Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, reboshete lelabomde reboshete. Oh, our strength, our life, our everything, Lord. Be exalted, Lord God. Be exalted, King of glory. Be exalted, King of mercy. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah to the King of kings. Hallelujah to the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. You are worthy, you are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be glorified, Lord our God. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah to the King of kings. Hallelujah to the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Rabo 
Shite. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. La bo shinde la la bom de bo. Jesus, hallelujah. Jesus, la bo shinde la la bom de le bo. Hallelujah. 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 La bo shinde la la bom de le bo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, 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 Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah to the King of Kings, hallelujah to the Lord of Lords. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I feel so stirred up in the name of Jesus. I feel so stirred up in the spirit. Oh, I love Jesus. Oh, I love Jesus. I love God. I love God. God is my everything. God is my strength, my maker. He's my joy. He's, he's, he's my everything. And I want to thank God so much for my best, 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 best friend, the Holy Spirit. He's, he's such, he, he's such a joy. He, without the Holy Spirit, I can I can do nothing without, of course, Jesus. I am nothing. And I want to thank him so much for, for who he is, for his faithfulness, for his goodness. In the name of Jesus. I pray that um, those of you who can help, maybe others who may need interpretation in Luganda, uh, I pray, or in any other language, I pray that um, there will be someone nearby that can help you or, or that can help them. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Um, Saturday, Saturday night, the Lord, the Lord began to move my heart greatly uh, in, a, in the subject or in the life of... Um, of the mandate, the mandate that God gave the disciples, the mandate that God gave the church, and that is being witnesses of Jesus Christ. There's a scripture that came so strongly to my spirit, and it was as though I had never read that scripture, and it became major, and it is becoming a major, major scripture in my life and in the journey that, that we take. I believe in the coming months and coming years, um, some of these scriptures that I'm, I'm sharing with you will be key scriptures. Praise the Lord. Matthew, Matthew chapter 11, Matthew chapter 11 Verse 28. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. I read verse 28 again. Come to me, all you who labor, and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Come to me, all you who labor, and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come to me, all you who labor, and a heavy laden, and I will give you rest. This is Jesus. He he's, he's introducing himself as, as the true rest. Jesus who gives real rest, especially the rest to the soul. 
the rest of the soul, the rest of the spirit. Hallelujah. Do you know that you can sleep physically, but when you're not resting? Someone can be on the bed, but when they are not resting. Someone can even be sleeping, but when they are not resting. Some people sleep and they wake up so tired, feeling even more tired than before they went to bed. Because at times while people sleep, the mind is wandering, the mind is moving. At times as people sleep, they're, they're having nightmares, their dreams, and, 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 and people are busy or thinking or the mind is resting. At times when people eat too much and they go to bed, the stomach, the, the digestive system is working and working and working the whole night. And so some people don't rest because the system is so busy. So the kind of rest that Jesus is talking about here is not just, is not physical rest. Much as when you get that spiritual rest, it will also affect other areas of your life, even the physical, the emotional, the social life of you will be affected positively when you discover the rest in Jesus or when you learn to rest in Jesus. True rest that Jesus is talking about comes when people come to Jesus. Jesus is saying, come to me, come to me, come to me. So many people are coming to church. So many people have been used to going to church. So many people have been used to church programs. So many people have been, are, are so used to friends. They are so used to church activities they are so used to church friends and, and so many things. And, and, and very, very few are really, really lost in Jesus. It's unfortunate that there could be people that ever since they got saved, they began coming to church and they've known so many people in church, but they've not fully come to Jesus. They've not fully surrendered to Jesus. They've not, they've not known Jesus as a friend. They've not known Jesus as a colleague in ministry. They've not known Jesus as a comforter, as, 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 as one that gives real, real rest. When you look at so many people and so many nations, there is a lot of trouble a lot of stress, stress, depression in so many people's lives because of the situations they are going through. When you come to Jesus, life can be so different. You cannot come to Jesus and you walk with Jesus and you are in him, but at the same time, you are stressed or you are in depression. It cannot be. There is something, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, there is something that God wants to break in the church. There is, there is a mindset. There is a system. There is a culture that, is, that has gripped the church that God wants to remove. It's a system, it's a culture where we have taken over the place of Jesus. We've not allowed Jesus to, to stand out. We've not allowed Jesus to reign. We've not allowed Jesus to be at the forefront of everything. We've not allowed Jesus to lead us. Because we are so used to church. We are so used to the church systems. 
that we have lost sight of the Lord, his life and his way. So Jesus says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. Praise the Lord. So these are some of the things that are becoming major in my heart. Where are the people going? Whom are the people meeting? When people come to church, whom do they meet? When people go for fellowship, whom do they meet? When people go for cell groups or life groups or any other small group, whom do they meet? Whom do they go for? Is it Jesus? Do, do, do people really come to Jesus? I've begun questioning. I've begun questioning so many things that we have been doing as church or as churches. So many things. So many programs. I've begun to question them. Everything that we have as a church, everything that we do as a church, does it help people to come to Jesus? All these things around, must they be there to help people to come to Jesus? I believe that one of the major aspects or enablers of coming to Jesus is the Holy Spirit. But have we allowed the Holy Spirit to lead people to Jesus? Have we allowed the Holy Spirit to direct people to Jesus or not? Lives change when those lives get a true encounter with Jesus. Lives change. People's hearts get really, really transformed when they meet Jesus. When they meet Jesus. When you see the level of transformation in the church of Jesus Christ, you realize that there is a need for Jesus to manifest. For Jesus to manifest because there is very little transformation in people's lives. At times when you look at many believers go through troubles, go through challenges, you hardly see the life of Jesus being portrayed or standing out. Many times you see humanism. Many times you see a person and, and you hardly see Jesus. And even those around, they hardly know that actually this person is a believer. Why? Because many times we don't act as believers. Within us, we lack that power that sets us apart. Within us, we lack that life that sets us apart. Within us, we lack those words, the words of faith, the words of truth, the words of encouragement that should set us apart from the world. We lack them. Why? Because we hardly come to Jesus. We hardly get that personal encounter with Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. So, this voice that cries out from Jesus is the same voice that cries out today. It's that same voice that says, come to me, come to Jesus. And that voice that cries out, come to me, is a voice that must come forth through you, the children of God, through us as a church of Jesus Christ. That voice even today must be heard. There are people out there that ought to hear this voice saying, come to me, all you who labor 
and a heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. I'll give you rest. People are under the yoke of troubles, are under the yoke of tradition, people are under the yoke of sin, people are under the yoke of the powers of darkness. And it will be that voice that cries out from you, from the church, from the blood of Jesus, that says, come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Jesus loves you. Jesus is in need of you. He will give you rest. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Let's look at, let's look at the early church and Jesus Christ. Especially, I want to read from the book of Acts, Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. It says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end and to the end of the world. He says, Jesus says, you shall be witnesses to me. You shall be witnesses to me in Judea, in Samaria, in Samaria, and all the ends of the world, of the earth. I read this again. But you shall receive power. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me. You shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem. And in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Two things I want to bring out here. Number one, number one. the Holy Spirit. Jesus promises the Holy Spirit. And he tells the disciples, he says, you shall be witnesses to me when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Now, when Jesus picked the disciples in the very beginning, he picked them with a purpose. He picked them for a reason. As the Bible says in Mark, Mark chapter 1, verse 17, he says, Then Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. Oh my God. Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. So these people come to Jesus knowing the purpose as to why he has called them. And so when they come, they don't simply get lost in the joy of having fellowship with Jesus, walking with Jesus, eating with him. They don't also just get lost in seeing what Jesus was doing and enjoying company of people. But he calls them and he says, come to me and I will make you fishers of men. He does not simply say, come and I will make you my friends. 
Yes, he said one time, you are my friends, I call you friends, I don't call you slaves. He fed them, he, he, he was with them, but there was a purpose as to why they had come. First of all, they received him, they received the eternal life, they were transformed, but there was a reason as to why they had been called, and that was to win souls. Fishing men. So that was the purpose. Now, to us today, you the believer of today, why have you come to church? Why do you come to Jesus? Why do you get saved? Is it only to enjoy fellowship? Is it only to enjoy going to church? Is it only to enjoy the company of fellow believers? Why do you come to church? Why are you saved? Why are we saved? Is it only going to heaven? Yes, we will go to heaven. But there is more to that, and that is to be witnesses, to be witnesses of Jesus. So the disciples come and they know why they've come. So whatever they, they did, whatever he did in their life, he was preparing them for that calling, for that purpose. He was preparing them. The church of today has lost sight of the purpose, the purpose for which God created the church, the purpose for which he called the church, the purpose for which he says, come to me. We have come to Jesus and we have enjoyed fellowship. We, we've, we've sat down. We've lost sight of being sent. We've lost sight of being witnesses. We've lost sight of being fishers of men. We've lost sight of that. The early church, in the beginning when they were losing sight of being fishers of men, what did God do? God stirred up a man called God stirred up the king, who, the ruler who was Herod. Herod began to persecute the church. The persecution was so strong, so much that some of the believers were killed. Some of the leaders, a man like James, he was captured and beheaded. And others, even Peter, was arrested put in prison, miraculously saved by God. The persecution was so great, but the result was that, that the believers scattered. They scattered. They, can, they could no longer meet in one place because they were afraid of being captured. But as they scattered, in the different places where they went, the gospel was preached. Oh my God, thank you, Jesus. The gospel was preached. Churches opened up. Fellowships opened up. But the major thing was preaching the gospel. When they were all in Jerusalem, seated in Jerusalem, they began fighting over meat. They began fighting over Holy Communion. They began quarreling and, and, and having petty, petty issues that became major in their lives because they were losing sight of why he had called them. And that was to be fishermen, fishers of men. 
and that is to be witnesses. When they were filled with the Holy Ghost in the first days, they preached the gospel. Later on, they began to sit. They began to enjoy fellowship. They began to enjoy church. They began to do so many things within the church. And that which he had said to them, you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all of Judea, in Samaria, and the end of the earth. It was not being done. And so Herod rose with great persecution released upon the church. And in a way, God began to work out through that trying moment. Now, I look at this time. I look at the time that we are in as as nations, the time that we are in as believers. So many nations, churches have been closed. No more services, church services are not allowed to take place. And the reason is the virus, trying to protect people from the virus. That's what governments are saying. But you know what? Every believer has a home they come from. Every believer has a community they come from. And so many believers have workplaces. They go to work. They meet people. And so look at how no more church services have been closed, have been stopped, but look at the opportunity of preaching the gospel and being witnesses of Jesus in every home, in every community, in every workplace, in the market, on the streets, everywhere. Look at the gospel that can be preached, especially today that we have this opportunity of the social network or of media, of media. And look at how the gospel can be preached and should be preached. The early church was persecuted and they scattered. And God worked out greatly through their scattering, that they were losing sight of the mandate, and that was the Great Commission, go out there, be witnesses for me. You know, friends, we had sat down so much. We have enjoyed, oh, we have enjoyed ourselves in churches. Look at the church of today. The church of today has so many things going on, so many programs going on. The church of today has focused on two people's problems, people's problems, people's challenges. Every believer or most of the believers is all about what you're going through, the challenges you're going through. It's all about being okay financially, being okay socially, and in so many areas. Many of the things that are done in the church, they are mainly about making sure that people are financially okay, that people are physically okay, that their health is okay. And so there is a great focus on deliverance or a great focus on healing, a great focus on prosperity, a great focus on being okay. And we have lost sight of that major mandate given to the church, and that is go, go. You shall be my witnesses. Follow me. I will make you fishers of men. How many men, how many people is Jesus receiving through you ever since you got saved how many 
people has Jesus received through you? Those that you've preached to, those that you shared the life of Jesus with, and they've come to the Lord. How many? We as pastors, we as apostles, we as prophets, we as teachers of the word, we have lost sight of preaching the gospel, witnessing for Jesus to the lost world. And we have focused more into the church. We are inward looking more than being outward looking. May God have mercy. May God have mercy upon us. God is calling the church to awaken. This might sound strange in your ears, but look at the prayers. Look at the praying today. We have focused more on praying for the nation, praying for nations, praying for people, praying. Look at this time. Look at the many prayers that have been made against this disease, the coronavirus. And in many places, much as prayers were being made or said, the disease kept on coming and increasing and increasing and increasing. Why? Amid this older praying, why has this challenge continued? I have no answers. I have no answers. But the issue is, could it be that there are so many things within the church that God wants to be re-examined? Re-examined? We've lost sight of the dying world. We've lost sight of going out to be witnesses. Why? Because we lack the life. We lack the power. We lack this life of witnessing, being witnesses of Jesus. You shall be my witnesses. So, they were to be filled with the Holy Spirit. They were to receive power to be witnesses of Jesus. We've received the Holy Spirit. We speak in tongues. We enjoy all this warmth and all the spiritual gym, gymnastics and all that. But we've lost sight of why the Holy Spirit and the power is given, and that is being witnesses of Jesus. You go to work every day and you never witness for Jesus. You meet so many people and you never witness for Jesus. Look at what Jesus said in Matthew, Matthew chapter 9, Matthew chapter 9, verse 37. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. 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 Today, we might say that there are so many laborers, but when you begin to examine the quality and the purpose of today's laborers, you realize that so many laborers are not all about the harvest. Not all about the harvest. Many laborers, it's all about their stomach. It's all about what they want to eat. Many laborers, it's all about the fame they want to get, the status, the name. Many laborers, it's all about 
focusing on the believers, encouraging believers. And those very, very believers that we encourage day in, day out, are the very believers that have come to us and have not come to Jesus. They've not come to Jesus. They've come to church, but they've met, not come to meet Jesus fully. And so everything must change within the church. We preachers, we must change focus. We must repent. We must repent. The church must be must repent. We must repent and come back to God. Come back to God. We've lost the real power of being the witness of Jesus. We've lost the real power of our lives being witnesses and our voices witnessing for Jesus. We've lost that life. We've lost that power. And so that's why the church is lacking the edge. The church is lacking the spark. The church is lacking authority. Why? We've not stepped fully into the purpose for which he created the church, for which he called the church. Can you be a laborer? Can you allow God to turn you into a laborer? Can you say, Father, here I am. Make me a laborer. Prepare me, Lord. I want to be that person that you want to work through. Lord, I want to be that vessel that you would work through. Lord, I want to be a witness. A witness. I want to witness for you, Jesus. Lord, I've enjoyed you. Lord, I've been in church for so many years. The church, the church, the church, the church. We are the witnesses of Jesus. We are supposed to witness. How do we witness? In two major areas. In the life and in the work, the words, the life. When people look at you, the way you live, the way you behave, when your children when your brothers and sisters look at you, when your parents look at you and they see how you live, how you conduct yourself, they see Jesus in you. They see Christ in you. The things that you say, the, 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 the way you relate with people, the way you walk in forgiveness, the kindness in you, the patience that you have. Your life Becoming a witness. You witness for Jesus. And so your life touching people. Because Jesus is touching them through you. Just through your life. And the other way that we witness for Jesus is through our words. Preaching the gospel. And as we preach, not our own words, but the words of God that come forth through us. In the book of Romans chapter 10, verse 14, he said, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in whom, in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. Preachers, how shall they go? How shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they go? unless they've been sent. God wants to put his voice in you. God wants to empower you. As a businessman, as a businesswoman, where you are, you become a witness for Jesus. As a housewife, as a professional, 
as a doctor, as a lawyer, as, 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 as a student. Let's go back and allow God to prepare us. Get ready. The disciples were told, wait in the upper room. In other words, they were supposed to prepare. And God is telling you, prepare, prepare. You may not have just you may not have to just rush out and you just begin, no, because he wants to put his word on your lips. He wants to lead you so that eventually the Holy Spirit will begin to convict the world. That word convict comes from another word that says convince. So it's not that it's not you that just convinces people about Jesus, but the Holy Spirit through the words that come out of you, the Holy Spirit through the life that you lead, he begins to convince people that actually Jesus is the life. He's the way, the truth, and the life. At times we have preached using words, but we have not allowed our actions to preach for Jesus. And that's why even our family members are not changing because they look at the words and they look at the life you live and they see a big contrast. So your life and the words must be witnessing for Jesus. Father, let's pray. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. In this season, Lord, prepare the church. That is I, I, I hear this word come so strongly on my heart. God wants to prepare the church for the end time greatest harvest. There is a great harvest that is coming in every nation, in every continent. There is going to be a great harvest. And so God is saying, let the laborers get ready. Let the preachers get ready. And when we, when he talks about the preachers, he's not only talking about those that stand on the pulpits, but every believer, every believer, every child of God must be a witness. Today's church must be turned into a labor force for God. A labor force. Father, I pray, start up your people. Lead us, Lord, in this month. Lead us, Lord, in the coming month of August. Lead us in the coming month of September. Lead us, my Father, within this season to prepare us, my Father, for the great harvest that is coming. I hear these words come back so strongly. Prepare, prepare, prepare. Prepare for the end time harvest. Prepare for the end time harvest. Prepare for the end time harvest. There will be men and women, young boys and girls, children that are going to participate greatly in this end time harvest. And God wants to process you. God wants to prepare you. May God be with you. May God strengthen you. May God be with you in the name of Jesus, give you strength, give you boldness to come before him. May God reorganize your focus, reorganize your purpose of living in the name of Jesus. May God reorganize the, the purpose for the skills that you have, reorganize the purpose for the connections that you have, reorganize the purpose for the resources that you have. And that everything that you are and everything that you have, everything around you may be aligned, realigned with God's major purpose of reaching out to the lost world, reaching out to souls, being a witness of Jesus. Remember, he spoke to them, I shall make you with fishers of men. These men eventually became apostles, prophets, and teachers. But they were witnessing for Jesus. May God be with you. May God 
lead you this week, this month, and help your heart to be ready to be a witness of Jesus Christ. May God be with you. Thank you for tuning in. Shalom.